What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 43 of the Harmonics Podcast. I'm Eric Pope, and I'm being joined by our regular friend, John Drake. Hey, what's up, guys? And we've got a couple guests today, one of which is actually here, um, <laughs> Mr. Matty Studevan, who uh, is from our playtest department. Oh, hi. Um, hopefully soon to be joined by Jillian Thibodeau from the playtest department as well. Uh, we thought it'd be interesting for people to hear about the playtest process at Harmonics. We get that um, question a lot. How do I? We do. Play your games. Can you send me your games? I want free games. I think, plus people <laughs> like just the perception of what playtesting is, I think sometimes is a little bit off. Oh, it's all fun. You just play video games all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. And they totally work and they're never broken. Right. And you just have some creepy dude and or girl sitting back of you and take notes on whatever <laughs> you're doing. So That's every day It's exactly what everybody thinks it is. Yeah. Creepy. Well, Maddie, uh, did you did play test through which projects? Um, I worked on RB three and Dan Central. Dan Central, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now you are back with us. You took a hiatus. hiatus. Back with Harmonix. Testing yeah. some secret stuff. Testing secrets that we can't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, we really but it works. It's <laughs> the same philosophy. So the difference um, is, it's uh, not. All of you people out there, probably it's all right. harmonics employees and so far, so far, so, so far. far. Um, the song you heard in the lead-in was likely Maddie's band. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Pop in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> nice. Um, Name your band, Maddie. Throw it's, it out. Uh, there. Radio Control. Go look yeah. up Radio Control on Bandcamp. Yeah, I listen to some stuff on Bandcamp. And we actually week. have a. We have, uh, have an internet not site. just demos now. That was on yeah. the podcast before. We have a. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we have you an actual a album. Real album. Uh, illustrated by Mr. Fish McGill. Yeah. Legendary who, web web guy. He's actually never done the podcast with us, which we is a fish weird. on here. Really? It's a weird... We should get him right yeah. now. Finally we figure out what, <laughs> what fish does, actually. Yeah. No all right. Knows. Next time. Next time we'll have fish on. He does guys. everything. He's, he's a jack of all yeah. trades, master yeah. of all trades. Do you have a new song, John? What do you mean? In like Did the you universe? recently like you've been? Yeah, we've been releasing demos on yeah. our SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash the main drag. We've been putting up demos that are pretty polished, but we're not a... No, nah, we're making a new record. We actually just are, we're opening a new recording studio in Jamaica Plain here in Jeez. Boston. Jeez, um, really? Yeah, our our bass player Dan from the Main Drag right. is going to be one of the he's engineers like a professional in our engineer. Right? Yeah, he's a he's a touring and recording engineer, and him and some other engineering friends bought out a space, and we invested a bunch of money with them yesterday, and millions, we're going to the studio millions in, of dollars, thousands of dollars. Wow! <laughs> in uh, July and August, and we're going to cut some new stuff for That's awesome. hopefully hopefully the winter. But I, every time I say a date, it always gets pushed yeah. three months. So. It's going to come out tomorrow, I blame and Matt. then it'll, maybe it'll actually come out in the winter. I blame Matt Bach. He's a busy guy, Matt Bach. <laughs> anyway, so that's well, the main maybe, drag yeah, update. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, close out the show with one of your demos if you're... Oh, well, sure, yeah. we yeah. got some good ones. That'd they're fun. Cool. I think they're good. Relevant you, bands yeah, to a podcast. T- tweet at us at the, at the main drag on Twitter and ask to hear more demos. We'll, in the we'll middle, you'll you. hear my uh, ukulele solo album. I own a ukulele. Do you want to borrow it? <laughs> yes. Actually, I would lo- I'd loan it to you. I have I a case. Like ukulele, so I was like, first I gotta buy the ukulele. Yeah. Yeah. First, acquire ukulele. Yeah. Step two, step three, profit. Yeah, write tw- write twenty tracks. Right. Well, I figure if Eddie Vedder can do it, I could do it. Eddie Vedder played. He's his latest solo yeah. album is a ukulele. Album. Are you serious? Is it Shreddy? I haven't listened. I hope to it's it. Shreddy. I was at the Fleet Foxes I think show it's last probably night. Probably very Jack Johnsony. That's sad. I, had to uh, went, where, where I went to the, the Fleet Foxes at the Orpheum last oh, okay. night in Boston, and someone yelled "Hot for Teacher" in the middle of their show. <laughs> and it that was is like a great shout out. Probably the so much best, better than Freebird. <laughs> the best request. Yeah, uh, Jeff Green uh, Greenspeak from uh, the PopCap Games family asked me if I would yell "Freebird" during the set, and I said I would only yell "Freebird" if I credited it to him, and he immediately retracted that request. Oh, uh, but yeah, "Hot for Teacher" by Fleet Foxes would be a pretty amazing. Oh, God. 
this harmonies would be yeah, yeah. Yeah. would be Har- got it made harmonies got it and made. they'd probably beatbox the uh, intro yes. <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you, got you. they're a great band I thought, yeah it was a great show they're, yeah the new album's what, good what do they sound like at the Orpheum though because like it was great yeah. it must be huge it must sound huge yeah it was like a, it was like a theater show so it was it was a sit down show uh, for the first band and then like the crowd was weird. I mean, maybe I talk about that for a minute, but they, I mean, it was great. Like the sound was really wonderful. They have in-ear monitors, so that the harmonies are spot on and the vocals That's are super awesome. loud, which you wouldn't be able to get if you had uh, stage sound. So they uh, they actually sounded. It's probably the best vocal performance I've seen by more, more than one singer. Seventeen um, musicians. Seventeen that can musicians. Do anything. All <laughs> all singing all the time, like cello players singing and glockenspiel. And, and but last night was uh, really great. They had a multi instrumentalist. It was a super fun show. But the uh, the crowd. It's kind of confusing, and I haven't seen a show like this in a while. So I like all kinds of music. Like we've gone yeah. to punk shows, we've gone sure. to harder rock shows, um, metal, metal. Some, I, and then you know, I, I'm in sort of an indie rock band. But we, uh, this is very much like a folk rock slash like indie folk orchestral thing, right? It's like not a not a rockish show. Right. And the third song in, so I was actually like, I actually got killer seats. I was sixth row center. My friend Ben like couldn't use his ticket, so I took him. Nice. And it was like, oh, this is great. I'm, I'm chilling, and this is gonna be a nice sit down show. I'm kind of tired. I worked like a twelve hour day before the show. <laughs> Happy to sit down and like be like wa- have the harmonies wash over me. And instead, it was uh, the third song. People in the front decided they were gonna stand. Uh. And it was like, and I'm okay with that. Like yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. We're gonna stand for a song. And it was a more up tempo song. And then like they forced the rest of the crowd to stand up. Like they turned around and like, waving their arms. Uh. The whole crowd stood up. <laughs> and then we stood up for the rest of the show. Which is also cool, but at some point after this, so you know, it's a kind of a it's a band you clap for after a song. Right. Like you clap, and you say like "woo" maybe, but people were like screaming <laughs> at the band after each song. The whole crowd was screaming. At one point, the crowd was like screaming because of the song, and then became like self-aware that they were screaming, and then were screaming because they were screaming. <laughs> so there's a solid two minutes in between a song where like the Fleet Foxes look like terrified, <laughs> and there's like two thousand people at the Orpheum yeah. all just standing on their feet and screaming at the top of their lungs of this folk rock band who looked like. Who in between songs would be like so appreciative, like thank you guys so much. You guys are so enthusiastic. <laughs> I don't really understand what's happening. And then like someone's like, "I'm angry because you're so mellow." Go Bruins! <laughs> like and everyone just went crazy. And I was like, "Why are we screaming for the Bruins? This is not the right audience." <laughs> it's all the people from the Tyler the Creator riot. The, the yes, yeah, so it's all the Odd Future guys who didn't have enough They're bottles. Like, oh my God, why went to him though? <laughs> this band was also on Pitchfork, and therefore we should do the same thing at both shows. Exactly. Punch bouncers. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, it was a good show. The Punch Bouncers is actually a great band name. The, the Punch, Punch Bouncers, yeah. Punch Bouncers, yeah. not a band's name who you want to get chanted if you're a bouncer <laughs> because you get punched. There's a really great song by a friend's band called "Dance with the Bouncer's Girlfriend." Nice. They just like put it out. It's really good. Is that by Dad Fight? No, it's by Sinbusters. <laughs> Dad Fight is another great band. Dad name. Fight is That's a real existing. Band. Sinbusters oh, is yeah. my favorite way of cleaning my house and my dustbusters. <laughs> I just, I just get gluttonous all over the floor and clean it up. What are we talking about now? We're anyway. talking about whatever comes to mind. Play test. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly how. <laughs> Play test happens. Play test. We bring in people like these two guys, <laughs> and we and ruin it. Very opinionated and uh, banter. Yeah. yeah, they banter, and then we pull features out of the game that you love because of it. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Fans. Yeah. Blame Maddie for that. <laughs> Don't buy his band's record. <laughs> yeah. um, the uh, well, one thing that I'm interested about play test is the. Uh, you guys don't really guide people who are coming in. Like part yeah. of the experience is really like if they can figure the game out or not as it's sort of being worked yeah. on. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like what well, the philosophy if, is there? If we end up guiding them and um, basically, you know, holding their hand through the whole experience, it's yeah. sort of like what are we testing? You know, even right. if it's a feature that you know is gonna go in later or whatever, mm-hmm. like it's still important to see 
because they might approach like a missing feature from a completely different angle and might show like, oh, hey, if we went in this direction, it might be like a bad idea in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we in both RB3 and Dance Central playtest was like it was really involved and all the devs were like they were coming all the time, which was great. And, you know, um, I think the less the less we tell them, it it seems like awkward at first, Mm -hmm. but it ends up letting people. I feel that people open up more. I mean, if you're just telling them what to do all the time, they're like, oh, wait, I'm at work, you know? Right. <laughs> like, well, it's also like psychologists. Like, they're not supposed to talk. They're supposed to listen. But it creeps me out. <laughs> I'm in a room with you or Jillian trying to play test, and I'm like, oh, I know how this feature works. Is it broken? And you're like, I don't know. What do you think <laughs> yeah. is broken it about it? Does it feel broken? And I'm like, I, don't, it's, I know how it, it's, it's clearly broken, right? Because if it's not broken, I have, I have things I need to go do, guys. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> we have to ask you, how do you feel yeah. about it being broken? How do you broken? feel about this menu not working? I'm, yeah. like, I'm angry. I feel angry. <laughs> I feel angry that you won't tell me if it's broken or not. <laughs> that's a jerk. That's, that's, that's the razor's edge, you know? That's <laughs> the razor's edge. That's razor that's the, the play test razor's edge right there. Scott, what's, Scott, what's his name? Yeah, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, Chico. Jillian's here. I'm yeah. here. We only just started talking about playtest. We've been just BSing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll cut it all out later. Are you I'm ready good. for some science? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've arrived from some super secret playtest business. Ooh. Seriously? Uh, no. <laughs> I told her when she came in she should say that. Oh, right. I heard you say that. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I moved some drums to an undisclosed location nice. on the other side of the room. Oh. <laughs> So, hello, Jillian. Hello. Uh, so, we're talking about playtests. We haven't really scratched the surface yet. We're just talking about how the you guys don't really guide us in any way at all. Everybody no. Everybody say, oh, sorry, anyone who comes into playtest. The object is to be eyes and ears and very little guidance. I mean, we can't ship with every copy of the game, so we want to right. try and make sure that if we aren't there to answer questions, which we're not anyway... That whoever has those questions will be able to figure that stuff out in their own home. So when those questions come up over and over again, we know that's something that doesn't have an obvious answer. Yeah. And intuitive, then, not intuitive. Not intuitive. Not intuitive answer. Yeah. And there's like a big difference between like, oh, I'm frustrated because I'm challenged and I'm frustrated because I just don't know where the yes button is. <laughs> like, <laughs> so what's the general process with playtest for a title? Like if you want to use DC or hmm. RB3 as an example? Um, well, I mean, with, with anything, generally, um, it's more like it's, it's, the, it's the check that things go through before they go back for a revision. Um, it's sort of like having someone else proofread your paper. <laughs> um, like someone makes something, which is usually a great concept, and then we see sort of like how it works with people who didn't make it. Um, if they're able to understand all of the... Because, you know, designer is an artist at heart. They're able to understand all of the artist's intentions through experiencing the work. And sometimes they'll get the fundamentals and they'll love it. And there'll be like a few things that are just in the way. So we just kind of peel those things away and it goes back to the developers and they make like a second version of it and put that in front of people again. And eventually it'll get to a point where the majority of people are enjoying themselves and they aren't stuck on little things. And they really understand the big things. They like them. And that's when it's done. So pretty much from the first build that is playable you guys start your work right Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy because like you'll be playing like with rock band 3 we'd be playing and like the track worked 
Yeah. That was about all you would yeah. say. Yeah. Like, Sometimes. That's my, that's my favorite. <laughs> Pretend these little white squares that represent yeah. people are your character. <laughs> Why do have... they have spikes coming off of them? Don't worry about it. It <laughs> happens in like every art form, you know, everybody needs an editor and you just get too close to your oh, work yeah. and you know, you care so much about it and um, we were reading this article last week about how it even it happened in um, that like Bridesmaids movie and like when they sent it to test screening and like the sooner you send it to test screening, mm-hmm. you aren't as close to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's sort of the philosophy behind getting the first build possible is like, assume, you know, there's a bunch wrong. So, you know, that there's going to be feedback coming in that isn't positive, but you also get that super like overarching feedback of like, hey, this is at, like, even though everything breaks, this is really fun, you know? Right. Yeah, it, that's, I mean, that's the part that fascinates me. We're like, <clears throat> things like focus groups are, are very marketing-y uh, uh, elements. Um, Playtesting is really like boiling down the science of fun, which is a crazy <laughs> thing to think about. Like, it is. Like, it's a for real hard science that you yeah. guys do. Um, so. I, I don't want to say, like, yeah. there's some danger in coming at it from the marketing angle, because it's, it's definitely, like, it's just sort of a different wing of making yeah. things. But I think, like... Focus groups are, they tend to be a lot more focused on, like, finding the answer by popular consensus. Right. And that's not usually what makes things exciting and, like, unexpected and surprising and fun. Like, a lot of times, like, if something isn't working quite right, we'll get the same, like, we'll ask people, like, what would you rather it be doing? And we'll get the same, like, feedback from people over and over again. And sometimes it's not always the right solution. And there's some danger in just sort of, like, following that as the right solution. But it... It's more like that stuff will point to like a common issue of like yeah. people are like I can't find the yes button for example it's a big one yeah. and like well what, what would you rather be doing and they're like blinking and like pulsing in the half the screen yeah it's like okay that's not the answer <laughs> UI design not yeah. your blinking <laughs> but we found the problem <laughs> the, uh, we're working on our blink technology yeah. I think they're kind of a push and pull actually those two things like I think and when and the mm-hmm. problem with both of them and I deal a lot with this is sort of like the brand management half of my job mm-hmm. sometimes it's more than half to my dismay um but the uh the sort of dealing with like what should our products be and and not like coming up with the ideas but coming up with like the what do people want in the market out there yeah uh a lot of the time the problem is like sample size so like even with playtesting it's like we're getting really good feedback about what doesn't work mm-hmm. in terms of finding out what does work that's like not technically playtest job and it shouldn't be like a surveyor's job either the survey is just mm-hmm. to say like hey here are a bunch of ideas which do you gravitate towards, or like which is working in this in this build if you're playtesting it? Not like so. Suggest an idea. Okay, six people have suggested it. You are now the reason we're gonna yeah. put a two million dollar feature in the game. It's like that's not <laughs> a good way to do business. Then the back and forth there is, is a lot of like the survey stuff. Is hey, we have a bunch of ideas about what we could do. So if these are ideas, which would you like to see? And then we bring it to our dev team. They say we're excited about these and playtest tests them. And if they work, they're great. And if they don't work, we can go back to the research people and say, hey, actually these don't work. Mm-hmm. Like, they, people are saying they want them, but they don't know what they want in this case. Like, they think they want them, but, like, either there's data supporting that they don't actually want it, like some of the features we've addressed in multiplayer uh, from Rock Band, where, like, you know, we yeah. pulled this out because people weren't playing it. Yeah. Uh, or, like, we've playtested it, and, like, people think that they want it, but it actually is, like, it's awful, and people don't <laughs> want to sit there and do this. And, like, yeah. when they try it, they're like, oh, I'm so excited, and then five minutes in, they're, like, crying and trying to stab <laughs> Maddie to death. <laughs> So it's all part of a continuum of trying to kill Maddie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I bring the flak jacket. Yes. <laughs> Dangerous job playtesting. Especially with internal. Yeah. 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 So we always start with like internal. Everyone in the company basically is urged to playtest whatever uh, we're working on at a given time, which is very cool. Sometimes required. Sometimes yeah. required. Depending yeah. on what, where we are in the cycle. That's yeah. always mandatory fun. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. It's like sometimes like Aaron will ask me to do something like I have play test right now. I'm going to play a game for an hour. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that important task. You want me and when I say something like, oh, well, that's OK. We just won't pay you for an right. hour. And then I don't get paid for yes. an hour, but I have fun. Right. You get paid Jillian in fun. pays me yeah. in pizza. I've been trying to so, pay you in pizza for years. <laughs> I, keep a, I, I take a tip from our HR lady. I keep a healthy stock of pizza and candy whenever possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you bring in outside people mm-hmm. when the game gets a bit more polished. And then right? I start immediately drinking Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, when th- that's when we show the magical playtest video. Yeah. That's by, right. Made oh. by your yep. friends and community. Maybe Fish, when he's posting this, can throw up the link to that below yeah. this podcast. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> we have two versions. Like when, when, when our, so the fun, oh, yeah. fun thing about playtesting is um, seeing the same thing over and over again, seeing like playtesting for the same game doesn't necessarily make you a better playtester, but coming in for different games, eventually people get like, you know, more comfortable with like speaking their mind mm-hmm. and like articulate yep. about it. So our people that we've had in for like our awesome veterans, I'll show them the director's cut of that video. <laughs> and it's like they're watching like a movie that There's they really enjoy. Cut of that video? <laughs> yeah. Like, we yeah. Seen this that video. Oh, the long one before <laughs> yeah, we cut it down. Because yeah. people said it was too long. Because yeah. people don't understand my art. My art. Your art. There was a, yeah. I think there was a version that scared the kids too. <laughs> <laughs> the, was it the vampire the version? Vampire I think it was the vampire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was a video that Pope. It was like my first task when Pope, I got on yeah. the community team. Pope was immediately put on editing this video that Sean and I had shot without him. And then he shot a bunch of extra footage and edited it all together. Did you shoot no, me in the yeah. desk and stuff? Yeah. I thought we shot that Sean and you did, Sean and you it. didn't do it. The thing. Well, I mean, I, I'm in it. <laughs> well, you're in it. And I, Sean memorized a terrible speech and then delivered it immediately. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the speech was what scared kids because, yeah. like, Sean's like very intense really in his delivery. Why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, Sean. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's a cool playtest video, but yeah, uh, what were we talking about before this playtest? Play <laughs> That's the worst. So how External do you? Play yeah, test. how oh, do yeah. you uh, decide who to cu- who to bring in for a playtest? It's all blood oath driven. Oh, but yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Blood oath and then signature. You, you know, you prick your, your thumb and then you certain put it on families a piece of paper. Can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, family and friends mostly. mostly of, family. So it's like to keep that connection to to. Our coworkers, so if they were to leak information, we can yeah. steal their well, And they're all under a non-disclosure agreement, so it's like, right. technically we could sue any of yeah. them, but I'd much rather just go beat them up. <laughs> if they're people that we know, I'll just get them and, in a corner and we'll yell at them. Yeah, right. and everybody gets really excited when there's new stuff, so like with yeah. the, the internal people always have a host of, of people to send our way, and um, I think after that, it'll, it, you know, however many people we bring in from, from them... We can like tag them for the next round mm-hmm. of internals. Like, remember, we were so good yeah. about bringing in like your grandma, and, you know? <laughs> your daughter, you do, nine. Yeah, yeah, you do try to get a range of ages, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, do, you, do you find that kids are way better at intuitively understanding what's going on in the game than adults are, or is it actually pretty spread out depending mm-hmm. on the game? I guess it depends on like the game level too. You know, yeah. Like yeah. how much the kids play and mm-hmm. everything like that. You know, because. If they don't play much, I think a lot of the times they just run around and go to the other room and use the thing like to hit their brother or something. You know? Yeah. That was one of my favorite playtests with kids. Yeah. <laughs> Giving kids drumsticks, expected behavior, they play the game, resulting behavior, they just beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> we should redesign this game. Yeah. <laughs> so with both RB3 and DC, you I think you were presented with new challenges. Like RB3 has the whole pro aspect uh, DC obviously was like a brand new peripheral that not us, let alone any other companies, had really 
figured out playtesting. In some for. cases, it was. I mean, for the majority of the playtest cycle, it also like wasn't available, so it wasn't even like yeah. Yeah. testing a game on Connect now, and people might have it in their homes and understand generally what it is. It'd be like, yeah. what is this thing? <laughs> yeah. What do I do? Part of the playtest process is just bringing people in, having them look at that little camera, and trying to figure out like, yeah, do they trust it? Yeah, <laughs> like Space Odyssey, like they're just like hitting it with a rock. Yeah, to figure out if that's it what happened. My, my first day of work, Jillian's like, hey. Uh, bring something you can move in. I'm like, what is she talking about? <laughs> and he showed up in I like a in. gray sweatsuit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Adidas tracksuit. And, <laughs> and I danced, and I danced, and I danced. <laughs> and I danced. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that was a really like, I mean, just being a musician, like being able to come in and, uh, I think like the week before, I had read that Sleater Kinney article about like why Carrie rock Brownstein, band? <laughs> why rock band, like my stuff up, all these Carrie. people, you know, won't play in bands anymore. And then I came in and it's like the pro, it's like pro guitar, and I was like, whoa. So that was like that was really the most exciting thing about the last cycle for me. I mean, just to watch people come in who had never played guitar before and like learn and be able to play power chords by the end of the session. I think back to how long it made. It took me to learn that stuff, and I was like, yeah. come on, you know? Like, <laughs> You've been what? playing for an hour, it's not yeah. fair. And I was like, all right, get out of here, take your pizza, <laughs> get out of here. But they, uh... <laughs> get out! But I mean, I think another exciting thing is Jillian was bringing in tons of, like, experienced people, and they would play on easy and meaning, be like, oh, what a, this, this stinks, whatever, and she's like, all right, now try expert. Like, this is the greatest thing in the world, like, you know? <laughs> It was amazing. I mean, even you, like as a guitarist, like I was like, I wonder if you can just pick this up, like totally blind. Yeah. And, like I was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah. it works. It works for newbies. It works for experienced people. There's like, okay, the nice balance of like you know engaging and like you know approachable, but also like authentic. Yeah. All right. And that's where it gets the check mark. Yeah. Like yeah. So how could you gauge? how well it was working. Like, say if, if someone was completely new to mm-hmm. the guitar. Because, like, in a, in a way, you're actually, like, playtesting this experience of learning guitar. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy. Like, that's so far beyond playtesting a video game. That's the, that's where, like, the deep psychology comes in. Yeah. It's like, they were here for two hours. How many times did they go to the bathroom? When I said it's time to wrap up, how quickly did they put it down? Mm-hmm. You know, did they like hold on to it during the question and answer? Did they have like a big smile on their face while they were doing it? Like, how many ounces of tears did they cry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many did we drink? Right. <laughs> All of were they tears of joy? Yeah. <laughs> they get paid in pizza, you get paid in tears. That's yeah. how it works. Delicious too. It's a whole new economy we're designing. <laughs> so, so for guitar, didn't you? Um, after they would play, you would actually have them try on an actual guitar sometimes? Um, well, before we got the prototypes in for the actual Mustangs that we shipped, mm-hmm. um, is this something I could talk about? No, you can talk about it. Okay, cool. We were using, you, I wouldn't use the brand name, but you can say we were using a Yeah, we were MIDI using guitar. just another MIDI guitar as a stand-in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, wasn't, it was all hacked together. It was not, yeah, not something that will work was, now. It's not supported. No. Don't plug it in your MIDI Pro adapter <laughs> and then complain about it. Absolutely. It didn't, it didn't work then. I can guarantee it doesn't work now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, but it was, it was one of those, like, uh, something we do a lot of is like stage setting for the stuff that's not quite finished. Like we'll do kind of like, you guys can't see me, but I'm doing the Wayne's world. <laughs> We're going to dream sequence now. Imagine. Imagine this game is done. world. Yeah. And your career is there. Yeah. <laughs> Every time something isn't what you see in your mind, tell us what that thing is that you see in your mind. <laughs> uh, part of it is that this... You know, this is not the real guitar that we're going to be shipping. Pretend it works, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And like, 
you know, trying to gauge from there, like, you know, okay, if, you know, with this variable here and that variable there, does this all seem like when it was finished, it would be a happy thing? (laughs) Right. You know, minus the like development, jerry rigging miseries. And I guess still the focus with that was probably more like, was it fun? Not, are you, are you, can you play a guitar now? Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, no one's going to be able to like, you know, shred coming out of a two hour play session. Yeah. Yeah. And there were physical limitations as well. I mean, we couldn't do, we tried really long play test sessions at first and people just like couldn't do it. Their hands would like cramp up and chilling out those stress balls that you had. (laughs) So those were like lying all around our offices and everything. I still have those. Those are awesome. Yeah. (laughs) It's a different language. I mean, that's the thing is even experienced players were coming in and they would maybe know I love rock and roll Mm -hmm. so they could get through most of it. But like, it's not like reading. It's like reading tablature, but it's not reading tablature. So it's like you have to sort of change the way you're looking at things and probably like an hour in you suddenly kind of understand like, oh, right. It's like anyone who's played the game now. Like you start off and you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And after like half an hour, an hour, you sort of know what's happening. But I mean, but a ton of changes happen that even just like the keyboard testing that you guys yeah. did early on like that heads up display like the the bottom bottom of the screen and how the track mm-hmm. actually looked was totally different and did not work at all in like even like six months before ship like mm-hmm. yeah. and sylvan actually did a presentation and where he went through uh with some of the ui guys like all of the different looks and feels that had happened over that time and it's like pretty radically different for the pro mm-hmm. keys hud um the pro guitar hud yeah, i think it's evolved a yeah lot. came in pretty early and then was tweaked a lot but like the pro keyboard hub was pretty radically different yeah what was interesting is like even the people that didn't know anything about music or anything i think the biggest request for pro guitar especially mm-hmm. was like more music theory like right. show us you know show us more the the chord names um I lessons think the, yeah, and, yeah the position wave was like a big like when guitarists saw that and they like they parsed it it was just like whoa yeah yeah you know, that was this. a really big moment I think like one of the biggest moments for me was like when someone when the finger wave went in, someone like looked at the shapes that chords they knew made, and then they were able to sight read chords that were coming at them they'd oh, yeah. never right. seen before. They were like, "I know what that chord is." Right. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, because it's just like wow. this other chord plus a little bump here, which probably means this string." So it's this, and it's right. like, oh, they they sort of make the connections that we were waiting for them to make. Yeah, yeah. that's a kind of a magical moment. I mean, yeah. like on DC, that moment for me was like. We couldn't tell people what we were testing, and so we got a lot of people who were like, "Yes, I'm coming in to test Rock Band 3. Yeah. <laughs> nope. What? <laughs> yeah. Get your dancing shoes on. Yeah. And you know, to be fair, like some of those people, like you know, just aren't dancers, and, yeah. you know, at heart. But some of them were thinking that they weren't, and then like halfway through the test, like their their sense of like what was going on changed, and they enjoyed like the game for what it was. Yeah. Turns out Dance Central is like, pretty fun. So yeah, if you're a Rock yeah. Band fan who listens to this podcast and you're like, oh, every time I take, talk about Dance Central, I die a little inside because it's not <laughs> Rock Band and I only want to play through the Fire and Flames. It's like, hey, the game's actually pretty rad. So yeah, if yeah. you yeah. have a connector, have a friend with a connect, you know, check it out. It's There's a free like, demo you can download. Yeah. It's, it's really the same good. thing with Rock Band. It's just like changing your opinion of what is normal. Yeah. Like right. we had a guy, you know, that was testing way back where he wasn't a dancer and like that we had another guy who was just like, yeah, I'm into dancing, and he was dancing the entire time. And so the guy standing next to him is looking at him, and eventually he's just like, wait, it's really weird that I'm just standing here like yeah. <laughs> with my arms crossed. I better start dancing I, now. I'm probably know? looking like a dick now that I think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I better start dancing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's another thing, too, actually. You guys have to create a comfortable environment where a stranger comes in and, in effect, dances for you. Yeah. Dance for me they're, now. They're your private dancers. Yeah. <laughs> They don't dance for, they're, they're private dancers, the dancers for pizza. Yeah. That's right. They do what pizza tells Revision them. Revision to that classic. Yeah. <laughs> Remix. Um, you should see my resume that shows that I'm that type of person. They can come in and dance for me. <laughs> uh, what's the process like 
Do you, is it sort of a lot of headbutting sometimes when you have to go back and be like, I know, like to say a designer or a coder or an artist and be like, I know that you're really attached to this, but this is what we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure something hard. out. Is it like a yeah. constant struggle of like convincing the people involved they need to change things? Or you guys are like super QA. It's not like oh, this thing isn't working properly. It's like oh, this thing might not work at all. Like yeah. it can yeah. be kind of scary. Yeah, it's like it might function perfectly, and people still it won't Hate work it. with them. <laughs> I think like the hardest part of that is that like our designers are just such nice people. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like the ones we have now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, who Dan. are you referencing? <laughs> Dan <Tista>. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> He's a jerk. I love you, Dan. I'm not sticking any toes in this water. <laughs> Gross Australian water. Uh, hey man, I had some so amazing well. tacos from a truck with that dude. <laughs> at South by Southwest. Dangerous. It's awesome. Anyway. I, I, so, but you go to the designers and what, I mean, what happens? They come back and they are defensive or? I mean, generally they're, depends, you know, I mean. Yeah, they want their things to make people happy just as much as anybody else. So, right. like. It's a lot like, I think. It's the same sort of relationship that you have with the playtesters, you know, like you have to make them feel comfortable that, about giving feedback and then you need to make the designers and the devs feel comfortable that they're getting feedback that's useful, you right. know. Mm-hmm. So you need to like do, you know, you need to, we need to be pretty up on like what's happening in the game and like, you know, you know, as much as we can that we get from them and, um, you know, make sure that the stuff is all relevant. So I think if we can do that and we can like give them that, that intro, then usually they're they're always willing to listen. And if they, you know, and if they don't, if it's something that they already know, then they're pretty like, you know, easily they give us like the info that we already need. So it's good. It's, it, yeah, it depends. Again, yeah. Yeah. raises edge. 95% of the time when we give feedback, the, you know, the person that was like working on whatever that feature was is like, ah, yeah. I was worried that might happen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, okay, now how do we fix it? Do they like, ever come to you with like a specific, like, they implement a specific feature that they're completely unsure about, and like sp- they they basically put it in the game just for you to test it out. Yeah, Does that happen. Uh, we've been doing um, a format called write testing. Uh, it's R A T E, rapid iterative testing and evaluation. And Whoa. I don't think that's like trademarked anywhere. Like, Copyright 2011 Harmonix Music. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Boom! This is affixed to digital bits on our computer and it's technically copyrighted. If I'm not infringing, then you are. You <laughs> We're going to talk to our legal counsel yeah. immediately after this uh, podcast. But anyway, the way, the way it works is um, like they'll start with something that's like, this is you know a concept of a feature we want to put in. And then we'll have like a few people through to test it and then we'll immediately send back like super quick and dirty feedback about like mm-hmm. what stuck and what didn't. Hmm. And it's sort of like an onion like they'll just peel off the like you know outside husky layers and get to like you know the part that makes you cry the delicious part the <laughs> oniony part or you want to just put in your eyes um, <laughs> like a video game this metaphor has gone off the rails right. um, I, I like turned it. out like two minutes ago actually like what are you talking about like yeah it. Um, can we just start all that over <laughs> okay <laughs> well no so this is part of a bigger initiative that we have right which is like we move to what's called Scrum as yep. a, as a production style management which is like the idea of putting things in fast and seeing yeah. if they work in like a shorter so it's not like oh this is a seven month project it's like oh this is a game that will be done in seven months and there's seven one month projects in between where we try yep. to like cram yeah. stuff in and see if it works then keep yeah. it or don't keep it yeah. and in between we have like four one week runs of like okay this feature there are right, purple people like the blue element but not the red element take out the red blue people like they, they wish it was a little bit greener try making it a little greener <laughs> oh too green uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, Julian's just been finger painting. We've not actually done any work for any of our games. Yeah, um, things, things happen a lot. Fa- I mean, you know, I I sort of I left at the beginning of Scrum, and then I came in sort of in the middle of it. So it's really interesting because things, especially on our end, they move really fast. I mean, not only do we get almost immediate feedback to the devs, but we also do like weekly reports so they can see like a summary of everything that happened every, you know, every day, every week. Mm-hmm. And I think that seems to have been helpful um, so far. Well, what are the distinctions to make for the fans? Because, I mean, I don't ever want to set the precedent that we can add features in a day, although like we can, is that there's a difference between putting a feature in like a branch of a game where we're messing <laughs> around and seeing if it works or not and like putting a polished like, final thing that works and doesn't break other parts of the game and it's tested and approved. It's like, we might put something in and it might be like, literally there's a thing in, in one of the games we're working on right now that has what we call coder art. So instead of it being a nice screen, it's literally just like big aerial font on a black background <laughs> yelling words at, with like words that are yelling at you about what to do. And you're like, I don't like this. This feels awkward. And they're like, oh, it's coder art. It's going to be changing later. But it works. Like, the, fe- the feature we're talking about works. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh... Then we can add our artists to, you know, off of whatever they're working on, whether it's characters or venues, and have them tackle actual elements of that and make sure it's all polished and good. So there's a lot of work that goes involved in this in, in stuff, dudes. So calm down already if you're writing emails to support and press right now. Yeah, I mean, something like um, like Dance Battle in D.C., like, there'd mm-hmm. be, like, you know, players would be like, oh, I don't like the, you know, the end screen that tells me that I won. I'm like, what do you like about it? I'm like, oh, the ugly coder art. And it's like, okay, but you know oh, you won. <laughs> okay, and you care that you won. All right. Right. I don't like the I don't like that the thing that tells me that I won is like a blue square. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's not going to be a blue square. It's just that's don't don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. That actually brings some there there is a bit of differentiation be, that people might not realize. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of differentiation between what you guys do and what QA does. Mm-hmm. Cuz like I asked I asked people on Twitter right before this like for questions and one of the questions I got was um how long is an impossible tier song play tested and how many revisions is that gone through and that's much more of a QA thing like right. you guys are more interested in the bigger issues like if you find bugs during an, a yeah, session you log them right yeah. but like chances are those are often already You're caught about by features, QA. not about content yeah, yeah. We, we work sort of in tandem like we do more qualitative they do more yes. quantitative but as you know by virtue of like working with the game so much <laughs> QA folk have loads of great qualitative feedback right. like say, like, an impossible tier song, like, if they're QA testing it, like, and they play a certain number of times, they'll be like, this part just doesn't feel right to me. Yep. And that feedback is, like, awesomely informed. Yep. Which is great. Yeah. Um, but well, and you might also, you might both say, this breaks, but yeah. it's your job to say, hey, this breaks, and it's making it impossible for us to test this feature, and it's QA's job to say, this breaks, and here's why, and here's how you can make it happen again, yeah. so you can fix it. This breaks, yeah. it's Different. making the players angry, yeah. versus this breaks, it's making the game angry. Right. Yeah, I think program. we work close, more, I think, closely in tandem there with when we're doing, like, game ramp and, like, difficulty ramp. Mm-hmm. That's really, because there's certain things that we can't bring in playtesters that they can't test immediately, right. you know. So Tuning! We have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have to rely on, on QA. We we thankfully rely on QA. Well, yeah. this is similar to like a shooter. I mean, there's, you know, like I was, I've been following the bullet, not the bullet storm, the uh, Gears 3 beta, and it's a lot of stuff where it's like, hey, like our QA folks made a bunch of changes with engineering this weekend. Like we changed the value, like the hit points for different guns or like, hey, we see that everyone's killing everyone with the same gun in our beta. <laughs> that's more of a playtest thing. Like we're going to change that because that's not right. fun. And, you know, they're, they're, they're every, every company does this a little bit. I think we're doing it. As well, if not better than a lot of companies now, mostly due to Jillian and Maddie. Yeah, Hooray. and the testers that do, luckily or unluckily, I'm not sure which, uh, get to come in for the the end pro the towards the end when you're doing the difficulty tuning, like there's 
basically like with rock band, they're basically playing through the entire song list mm-hmm. in a in a session, right? They're like sometimes they're in for four them. hours at a yeah. time yeah. or something. Four hours is about the cap. Like yeah. after, after that, it's like, I don't know. I played through rough. all of GH80s when I play tested like five years ago. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> really old. I sat down and I played the entire GH80 set list on guitar on hard. I don't know if I played an expert <laughs> yeah, on we, hard. I was here for like seven hours. It was like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I was not like a hardcore GH player. I played a bunch, but not like. Religiously, and they were like, "I'll oh, just play till you're done." And so I just played and played and played. And we then I beta tested Rock Band immediately after that, and they were like, "Oh yeah, just play like 30 or 40 songs." Keep the drums. Oh, like playtesting is the worst. Yeah. Most experiences are not like that, apparently. Yeah, I think the UN has some terms about cruel and mm-hmm. unusual treatment yeah. of playtesters. I had now. a drop of water dripping in my forehead the entire <laughs> time. Really Especially when we were doing Dance Central, it's just again that physical limit. I mean, we yeah. couldn't, you know, people. You know, people were sweating. We yeah, had extra right. fans in, during those rooms that weren't game. particularly well ventilated either. We're yeah. using like our office mm-hmm. building to do that. Yeah, it's not a good scene. It's not a good scene in that. That respect. carpet needed a good cleaning for sure. <laughs> <laughs> needed a good cleaning. We just burnt it down afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> we used to play test in here, which was awesome because you know what breathes well? A soundproof room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you make sure that no air can escape, yeah. so it's soundproof. That'll smell really great after hours of dudes who thought they were testing Rock Band Three dancing. <laughs> Yuck. Sweatpants. Sweatpants. Yeah. This, uh, I think we did what? It was like three or four hours for rock band was the most. Yeah. We did. Usually four hours. Like, don't get me wrong. It's totally possible and sometimes loads of fun to play way more than four hours of yeah. video games solid. Yeah. But like as when far as like fun. being able to like, in, I think like this is sort of like what's different like here as opposed to like maybe like I used to do like software usability testing. Mm-hmm. It's like the games that we make are kind of inherently a social exercise yeah. in some way. So yeah. our playtesters are chatty. It's, it's awesome. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, one of, and I think a lot of it has to do with, especially that later stage, like you're coming in to have fun and you get to have fun. There are playtests that are like straight fun. Yeah. And there are earlier yep. playtests that are mostly devs. I mean, like most of yeah. our outside playtesters don't experience it, but there are playtests that are like really, and through no fault of anyone's, that they are just like really frustrating. It's like, hey, yeah. I really want to do this. I'm so excited to play it. And then you start playing it and like, and it breaks, or it breaks Crashes for like a new way that no one's seen before. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, did I do something wrong? And yeah. since the playtesters can't, the playtest coordinators can't really tell you if you're doing something wrong. It's sort of <laughs> like, maybe I'm bad at this game. Yeah. And you feel bad about yourself and you <laughs> cry in the closet. Now we're just getting into John Drake yeah. psychology. Yeah. 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 Is that a lot loud? Yeah. Build, build knowledge is like really important when you're going from internal to external for sure. Right. Because, yeah. It, especially when we were doing the pro guitar, like it's hard enough already. And right. then it's breaking and people are like, you know, they're just like not feeling good about ever coming back or buying a well, things like, product. Things like lag or frame rate. I mean, like those are things that actually go in pretty late and they get like optimi- optimizations. You really want to last things. So you don't want to optimize until you really know what's going to be mm-hmm. on the disc. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, when you're playing a rhythm game, optimization matters a lot. If something drops to 20 frames a second for even a second, it can really throw you off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people think that like the game is broken. They think that they suck. And like, no, the game is broken. But it's like the game's not broken. It's just the yeah. engine is not running smoothly. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Jabber. Yeah. I think we have to move on. Do we? Um, there's one thing I wanted to cover really quick, um, which someone people on the forums have started asking questions to be answered on the podcast. So I pulled one, which I thought was a good conversation piece, Ooh. <clears throat> which we've sort of at times kind of covered before, but basically. Eric, can we talk about dreams? Yes. Let's talk about dreams. It's about dreams. So if in a perfect world you could make this happen, what would your dream band be in rock band? What would your dream song be? And what would your dream album be? Dream band, like what band would you want to have in yep. rock band? Okay, yeah. Not like who is in your dream band. Yep. 
Which is tough at this point because we have so many twenty eight hundred <laughs> songs or something. Um, uh, so I'm gonna start with you, John, because I haven't thought of my. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm glad you prepared so well for this thing that you organize. Um, I uh, I've said this many times, and I know I know we've had contentious statements about it, but I don't feel bad calling them out again. I would literally murder you, Eric, <laughs> to have Prince in our game. Uh, oh, yeah. I would play. Anything off of Purple Rain, Purple Rain itself, or or Prince's live version of Nothing Compares to You would probably be the songs uh, that I would choose. And they're both like the weird ballads with the crazy guitar solos, but I would play the mother-loving yeah. F out of those songs. Uh, and on Pro Guitar, where kids can learn all about oh, it, Prince. Kids can amazing. learn. It's not just a game. Please give us your music. I, lo- <laughs> I love you. He's not listening. This is on the internet. I know. Which he he just said the internet is over. I don't even know why we bothered doing this podcast. <laughs> It's just an excuse for Eric to get socialized. Yes. Um, we're working on that. So, yeah, that, that's my dream my dream artist. I mean, like, other people will probably yell, you know, Zeppelin or Floyd, but I actually think the Prince would be yeah. wicked fun to play. Good answer. Jillian, You're do welcome. you have an answer? Ooh. I don't know. I mean, As obscure as you want to be. As obscure as I want to be. Well, I'd say, like, there's my, my White Whale, which is the one song that's missing off of Boston by Boston, mm. which is Let Me Take You Home Tonight. It's not part of that pack. I think we couldn't find the Masters, right? Is that yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was like one of the first DLC packs. I still play it like probably once a month. Boston's unbelievable. Yeah. No argument. Amazing. Record. When you said White Whale, I thought you were going to segue into Moby. Yeah. <laughs> I would love more, more Moby. Moby. We could only get Southside by Moby. <laughs> <laughs> that would sell. It would sell. I think it would sell. Yeah. In, either <laughs> our, in either of our games. Yeah. That's a good choice. Um, I'd say, like, barring that, like, I want, like, the whole Nuggets box set. Oh, my God. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't know what song to play because I don't know any of the names of the right. songs, but I listen to them all. So, yeah, but you yeah. know all the songs, yeah. though. <laughs> Just a playlist. So good. Yeah. Maddie? Um, well, after you get the Nuggets box set, you can get the No Thanks box set. I think so yeah. it would be really, really awesome. And in that vein, I think if, like, I mean, I play in a punk band, and, like, with the pro guitar thing, is like, I want to learn how to strum downwards as fast as Johnny <laughs> Ramone. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? So I think if you just put... And I also think it would be, like, an interesting experiment to see, like, for, for the people uh, charting that, is, like, how many of those songs are exactly the same by the Ramones, you know, like, chord-wise and yeah. everything. Or we could do, like, ten more Nickelback songs. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, they're all the same. Dream, man, not Nightmare. No. Don't ruin my dream. I don't dreams. feel bad about <laughs> making fun of Nickelback, because their songs are Oh, Nickelback, that's fine. I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, anything about the Ramones. I'm like, come on. Um, nice. Come on. So for me, I mean, we've already got The Clash. We've got London Calling. We basically have the Eric, the Eric Pope great. request list going got, on. Yeah, we've got friggin', we've got so many Queen songs. Never um, enough. Not enough. Never. There's always more. But <laughs> What was your recent one? Is it the, not Pantera, was it? Uh, Pantera was, <clears throat> was, was a big album I had growing up. Yes. Um, but. What's left? What is left that would be huge for me. Uh, would be ELO. <gasps> ELO songs would be so fun in rock band. They have so many ridiculous parts yeah. to them. Like any, like grab a random ELO song. It's probably got like five par harmonies, <laughs> crazy three different sections of the song that are not like each other. They're so good. Yeah. ELO, in case you don't know, is Electric Light Orchestra. Right. Not to uh, be confused with the ELP, which is Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Right, which I wouldn't <laughs> like. As much. <laughs> As much. Keys. Who knows? <laughs> That'd be good for keys. Yeah. Um, Gameplay. What's in your three pack? What's in your yellow oh, three pack? Man. Wank man. about a yellow for a second. Go ahead. Mm. All right. <laughs> uh, well, Mr. Blue Sky, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's maybe the one most people know. Maybe. 
Yellow is like such a big band that people don't really know. No more Mr. Blue Sky. Right? Nope. That's all right. That's, that's <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy. Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that would be one of the like few songs where like I would totally play that cowbell part on vocals. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I just try and pretend the tambourines aren't happening. Yeah. But I would probably oh, totally, break my yeah. microphone playing those cowbells. <laughs> Warranty replacement. Yeah, Mr. Blue Sky would be amazing. Um, telephone would be amazing. That's, that's so ridiculous. The songs are so ridiculous. Like, people need to embrace the 70s cheese of ELO to actually appreciate them. But once you do, it's so good. <laughs> um, and then my third, this is a toss-up. I don't know. Um, tightrope. Tightrope's really good. Mm. But, yeah. Good discussion. <laughs> uh, we have, like, a couple minutes, so let's announce next week's DLC. Let's do it. I'm so excited. So next week I am so for excited. Rock Band, yes. we have a Lady Gaga three-pack. Boom. Gaga comes Boom. back. Boom. Welcome back. Three songs are Born This Way, her current big hit, Love Game, and Paparazzi. Yeah, Born This Way, the eponymous album song coming yeah. out uh, coming out on Tuesday, day and date with uh, DLC. Yeah. Big new record from Gaga. It's actually a, a great record. Now, Jillian, you saw her live at wow. least once, right? Twice. Twice? Whoa. Yeah. Pretty crazy, right? Wait, she puts no. on a crazy live show? Twice? Three times? <laughs> Uh, yeah, she puts on an amazing live show. Do you, do you like get home just covered in glitter and like glowing? I arrived and... covered in glitter. <laughs> <laughs> a fair point. That is a good point. <laughs> that was a um, couple years ago when she played downtown, like, like eight of us ladies mm-hmm. and Mike Georgeson <laughs> went to see her and it was awesome. Uh, it was awesome. We were subjected to that. We were, we were <laughs> That's rolling, true. rolling so subjected, uh, pre show. Modeling of your outfits that you had all. You know what's made. interesting? Because <laughs> yeah, uh, came over and got Ali yep. during the the Beatles yeah. press tour. John and I were in Cat. Germany at a hotel. Oh yeah, and I will readily admit at that at this point I didn't know who Lady Gaga was. This was two. It was and a half years ago. Yeah. yeah. No. It was, yeah. It was oh nine. Um, like July oh nine. You so should. She, she was around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You didn't. So there was like a tour bus at this hotel that we're hanging out at, and then we're hanging out in the bar area. And um, all of her band were around us. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. She was in the bus, apparently. Stephanie Germanata hanging out in the bus just, just outside the cafe. Is that her name? That's her name. Germanata? I believe so. All right. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Gaga. Gaga. But yeah, her, um, one of her like, guitar players was making out. So it's apparently a dude with like long platinum blonde hair, but I only saw him from behind making out with a girl with exactly the same long platinum blonde hair. And I was like, <laughs> it's very confusing. I'm in a weird... David Lynch world, like, <laughs> twins are making out. It was also like two in the morning in yes. Berlin. Yeah, it was weird. Munich, Munich, Munich. I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, it was crazy. And then she just happened to be there, so that's fun. Anyway, there's more DLC to announce. <laughs> that story went nowhere. Speaking of dudes with awesome hair, uh, yeah, Foreigner. We've got two Foreigner yes. singers: Hot Blooded, Hot Blooded, and Urgent. I am not familiar with the song I'm Urgent. Not, <laughs> either, which is sort it's of probably weird. great. Both Hot Blooded and Urgent are authored for pro guitar and bass. Get ready to play Hot Blooded and they, also Urgent. They also have keys parts, and I should also mention the late the three Lady Gaga songs all have keys. And I'm guessing all three of those keys parts are pretty awesome, actually. Yes. But in addition to these, we're putting out two pro guitar bass upgrades. Uh, yep. One is for Allison and Cha oh, Allison. Alice in Chains <laughs> Rooster. And the White Stripes, Dead Leaves, and the Dirty Ground. Both of which are awesome riff-based songs oh, you guys super, should buy. Yeah. Super good. So those are 99 cents. And those are coming out on uh, two, Monday, on Monday the 23rd. 
Is it Monday because of the server stuff? Yeah, I believe so. So check the, check the press releases out. But yeah, I believe these are coming out a day ahead of schedule, much as yeah. this week's Pantera release came out on Thursday instead of on, uh, on Tuesday. Monday so, the 23rd. May. Great content on random days. Uh, we also, in case you missed it, just put out three DLC songs yeah, for Central. These are the wrong Central. three songs, but that's cool. Oh, uh, crap. You're right. It's, uh, it was Snow's <laughs> Informer. Yep, lick a uh, boom down. It lick a boom down. Is it licky boom boom down? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, He's Canadian. Uh, lap dance by uh, the Neptunes, I believe. Nerd. Nerd. I'm sorry. Which is the Neptunes rock project? And then the last one, someone will have to help me remember because that Snow's Informer. Song. It's a really good song. That's why I'm upset yeah. that I can't remember it. It's uh. Mm. You got it. <laughs> Nick's got Nick has nothing. no idea. <laughs> well, uh, it just it's a really out. good song. You should buy it. Yeah. Well, you keep talking for a second. Yeah. Well, I'll see if I can find it. But I mean, we're and it, and it, yeah. Well, the other thing that people should know if they don't, um, next uh, the week after Lady Gaga, we're putting out an Ozzy Osbourne eight pack. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying yet what those songs are, but I can confirm they're all huge. I read his uh, huge autobiography or biography just recently. My parents got it for really? me for my birthday, and I was like. <laughs> Oh, whatever. And I read it, and I was like, it's actually, like, the funniest read. Really? <laughs> the first, like, half of the book is just, like, amazing. <laughs> like, amazing the trouble this guy got into, I, I you know? That. And they let it. he remembers any of it. Uh, right? Well, I think he had to call from a lot of different people. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> the most sourced autobiography yeah. of all time. The best, the best is, like, is he burns his house down. Right. And, like, a fireman comes, and he, like, drinks the, a beer with the fireman, like, in the rubble of his house or something. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. At that point, it's like, what are you going to do? The house is already burned down. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the last song from the Dance of the DLC, We Are Stupid, and I remember, is from Fergalicious by Fergie. Oh, right. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Which is maybe one of my favorite routines that we've done so far, so I, really I'm s- upset that I forgot it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole cool. pack. That's something we do in playtesting. We'll, we'll have those things. Like, people will dance them. We'll yeah. see. See how they work. They work. Right. They function. Um, cool. Well, let's wrap, wrap, up. wrap it up. This was a great uh, podcast. This is the Thank George W. Bush yeah. podcast, 43. <laughs> you just okay. ruined it. We're on our way. Mission Nick, accomplished. Mission delete accomplished. Right? Next week. Do not delete it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Obama cast two weeks from now. Can't deliver on that. He's going to be here. He's, no, He's don't say that. <laughs> now they're going to be like, yeah. Uh, Maddie, thank you. Jillian, thank you. Thank John, you. hello. Thank you guys. Nick on the diddle of the knobs. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks. Boom.